welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Welcome back to the Sensitive and Soulful Show, and big welcome because today is a bonus episode. We're not always going to have episodes on Thursdays, but sometimes we will, and I felt like this was an important one to have. So this week's episode is actually an exclusive audio that came from my Highly Sensitive and Soulful membership. So Within the membership every single month, I focus on a new topic that I teach the HSPs in the community about. So for the month of November, our topic has been learning how to navigate the holidays as a highly sensitive person. And so within the membership, the members get this audio, they get a meditation, they get an emotional freedom technique tapping video. We also bring in an awesome guest expert and then we meet on Zoom as a group and we journal, set intentions, and do some awesome meditation together. So this is what members get every single month is all of this awesome content plus community together. And it's such a beautiful space. So this week, I wanted to give you a little bit taste of what you can kind of get in the membership. Because if you listened to my episode on Tuesday, then you know that I actually have the membership open for enrollment for just a few days starting on Black Friday, Friday, November 26th. It will be open for just a few days to join the community. And I thought this would be the perfect episode to share with you because I know that so many of us have struggles with the holiday season. It's a time of joy. It's a beautiful time of connection, but it also can bring up some challenges and it can be overwhelming. It can remind us of how lonely we're feeling or where we really need to set those boundaries. It can bring up a lot. And so I really went into all of the possible struggles that we as HSPs might be dealing with Over the holidays, I dive into all of it in this week's episode, this week's bonus episode, audio portion from the Highly Sensitive and Soulful membership. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's bonus episode. Hello, Highly Sensitive and Soulful members. Welcome to November. It is the beginning of the holiday season, and no matter what you celebrate, no matter what that looks like for you, I know that the holidays tend to bring up a lot for us. There's this quote, I forget who says it, but it goes something like, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. 
And that is so true. Like, it's very easy when we're in our bubble and we have our self-care practices all dialed in and everything is good. But as soon as we go see some of those maybe triggering family members, maybe it's our parents, it brings up old stuff and it can kind of cause us to replay some old patterns. It can bring up lots of discomfort. A lot happens around the holidays and I know that even though it's meant to be a joyful season and hopefully it does bring you a lot of joy, I also want to acknowledge that it can bring up a lot of difficulty. It can bring up feelings of grief and loneliness, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, all of the things. And so this month I really wanted to talk about how we can navigate the holidays as highly sensitive people with more ease and grace, how we can enjoy this season more, how we can be more in touch with ourselves and feel really aligned as we as we go into this season. So this month and in this audio specifically, I'm going to be covering a few different things. I'm going to be talking about boundaries. I'm going to be talking about travel and how we can do that without letting it completely <laughs> exhaust us. I'm going to touch on loneliness and grief. I'm going to be talking about overstimulation and managing anxiety. So this is a pretty packed month with content for you and I hope that you find it helpful. I know that each of us have a different experience and we're, you know, there might be a different challenge for every single person. So with what we're going to cover this month, I hope that some of it resonates with you and and that you find it really helpful. So first and foremost, let's talk about boundaries because this is a big one that so many of us struggle with. It's like the number one thing I get asked about and so I want to like dive right into it. So boundaries around the holidays can be really tough. Something that often comes up and that I deal with and that I'm still learning to navigate is splitting your time between different families. Maybe, you know, between your family and your significant other's family. Maybe there's divorce in your family, so you're trying to make sure you spend time with, you know, both sides of your family. Whatever that looks like, I have found that to be a challenge for myself, kind of learning how to navigate that and how to feel not stressed over it. And so I think just using that as an example to start out, we can have boundaries in these situations. And what that can look like is boundaries around our time. So let's say that your mom really wants you to spend time at her house for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever you celebrate and your dad wants you to spend that same day at his house, like, it can be so hard and it can be really emotional too because depending on what your parents are like or what this person in question is like, they might, you know, know how to push your buttons or make you feel guilty or whatever and it can be really overwhelming and difficult, especially for us empathic, highly sensitive people. So this is where boundaries come into play and it's an opportunity for us to tune into ourselves and be realistic with what we are able to do and then communicate that in a loving and firm way. 
So in the instance that I just shared, you have conflicting sides. Both people want you to spend time with them. Like, what are you going to do? Well, you can have boundaries. So maybe it's you split but your time between both places that day. I'll spend three hours here. I'll spend three hours there. That's one option. But if if you think about that, doing that, and it just feels like, no, this is like way too much driving. I'm going to be so exhausted. Then be honest with yourself about that. Maybe you can come up with a compromise. Every other year, I'll spend my Thanksgiving at my mom's house. The next year, I'll spend it at my dad's house. And maybe we instead celebrate the day after. And you know, you kind of have that like switch off. And I say this with a lot of sensitivity because I know that there are going to be a lot of you that have maybe family members who are not going to be kind about that or they're going to really struggle with that and take it personally. And I acknowledge that that's hard. I acknowledge that that's really uncomfortable. And I also am going to say that setting boundaries is going to be uncomfortable. And that's where the work is because we can survive the discomfort of that. We can survive, you know, not feeling good because the flip side is we're sitting in anxiety and stress and or stretching ourselves too thin and feeling resentful. And so it's up to us, and I say this all the time, it's up to us to take ownership of our experience. And so, yes, when you set that boundary, it might be so uncomfortable and they might not like what you have to say. And that might happen and it's okay. And so let's say that does happen to you and your mom's mad at you and she feels slighted and she feels like you don't care about her. I want you to take a moment, take some time if that happens, and self-soothe. What can you do in that moment to make yourself feel safe within your body? Because when situations like that happen and someone might be upset with us or feel hurt, automatically, especially for us sensitive souls, we can turn it back to ourselves and feel like, I'm a bad person, I'm not safe, I'm not going to be loved, this is horrible. Like, we might not even consciously be thinking that, but like, our body energetically, emotionally can be feeling that way. And so in those moments, it's an opportunity for you to show yourself a ton of compassion and self-soothe. And self-soothing can look like going and laying under a weighted blanket, drinking a cup of tea. It can look like going for a walk. It can look like talking to somebody in your life who always makes you feel safe and comforted. It can look like journaling you know, whatever. There are all these things that you can do to self-soothe. And another thing I would suggest too is just getting curious about the way this feels in your body. Like being open to the physical sensations that are coming up for you and allowing them to be there and allowing them to move through your body. And so I talk about this in the self-healing module a ways back. I have an exercise in there. I want to say I call it the RAIN exercise. And I would definitely recommend you going into the self-healing module, looking up that exercise and giving it a try because it is something that will help you through uncomfortable feelings and help you to kind of get back to a state of feeling more peaceful and connected to yourself. And another thing that I will have in this month's content is, I haven't created it yet, but 
I think I'm going to do like a self-soothing meditation and have that kind of be the the key. So anyway, I have so many resources for you that will help you depending on what feels good to you. So kind of a tangent there, but it is really important because those feelings are going to come up when you set boundaries, most likely. And on that note too, still in the boundaries realm, thinking about saying no to invites, like having that come up and not feeling like an awful person because maybe you're in a situation where you have several friends inviting you to different parties or you have a work party, you have all of these things and you're feeling like, man, I gotta be everywhere, I gotta do everything, I gotta please everyone and that can be incredibly overwhelming and make us feel just exhausted if we say yes to everything. So I think it's really important for us to be honest with ourselves and be realistic about what we have time and energy and space for and continue to get more comfortable with saying no and having boundaries around our time and energy instead of feeling like we have to spread ourselves thin. And yes, some people might be disappointed They might not like it, and remember, we can survive the discomfort of that. A couple of other types of boundaries I wanted to talk about are a little bit different. So something that often comes up when we are in, you know, at a holiday party, we're with family, we're with all these people, there might be topics or questions or whatever that come up that make you really uncomfortable, that just... You're just, you just don't want to talk about it. And you have the right to protect your inner peace and protect, you know, yourself in these situations if there are things that you aren't comfortable discussing. So some examples, like, I always find this really triggering when people are like, oh, are you guys trying to have kids? That can be super triggering because You never know what somebody is going through. After we experienced a miscarriage, I had people ask me that and it made me just feel sick to my stomach and like really sad because I just was like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. That makes me, that just like brings up a lot, but then you don't want to open the whole can of worms and feel like you have to share everything and whatever. It's just like, can be a hard conversation. So that's one example where you don't have to share everything if you don't feel comfortable. And so maybe if you're kind of anticipating those types of questions being asked, then you can have like a response that you that you say that you kind of think of ahead of time that makes you feel like you're prepared just in case. So that could be something like, you know, with that specific example, it's actually kind of a hard subject for us right now, so I'd rather not discuss. Or Um, you know, you can simply be like, uh, not right now, you know, and if people press, you can say it's just a personal thing, whatever, like you have something prepared ahead of time. So you feel prepared going into the, the situation with those potential questions. Obviously too, we're in such a very, it's such a loaded time. Like there's so many opposing opinions and feelings and about things when it comes to like politics and COVID and all of that. It's just oh, it can be so emotionally charged. And so that's another area where you can choose to have that be a topic that you're not open to discussing. 
And that's okay. You don't have to get into it. I think we, like, I don't know, people just think that they have a right to know everything and we have to, like, openly talk about all of these things and you don't. If it makes you incredibly uncomfortable, if it, if you know that it usually leads to a fight or disagreements, you get to have the right to say, I am not going to discuss this right now. This is not something that I'm comfortable talking about. And leaving it at that, and sometimes saying less is better than saying more. I think a lot of times we feel the need to like over explain, and I just don't think we always have to do that. Another thing, because I know a lot of highly sensitive people often have like food intolerances or have to eat a very specific diet. I know like I personally am gluten-free and in the past when I had really bad digestive issues, I had to be on a very restrictive diet. And so I would often feel anxiety going into holiday parties because I felt like I would have to explain everything to people and they were going to judge me and think that I was like, being stuck up because I couldn't eat certain things. And so if you're in a situation like that, maybe maybe you don't eat meat. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're gluten-free, dairy-free, whatever. Like if you have something like that and you always get a little bit anxious going into parties knowing there's going to be questions, like I think, again, ahead of time, just kind of think of responses. If people are like, why don't you eat meat? That like you're not getting enough protein or whatever people like to say to you have a response. You know, it's just a personal choice and it's something that makes me feel really good. And and it's really about like the energy behind things and like really owning it. And if people continue to press you or they're, they're not, you know, they're trying to talk to you about it, but they're kind of just trying to like convince you that you're wrong or whatever, like you, you have the right to choose not to engage in that conversation. And it doesn't have to be awkward or like harsh, but it can be like, you know, this is just something that works for me. I know not everyone's going to understand it and that's okay. Kind of leaving it at that and, you know, taking the high road. And if people are unkind about things or not understanding, like that's on them and you don't have to continue conversations with people when you don't feel like they're being respectful. All right, I am popping in with a very brief interruption because I have something exciting to share. Black Friday is this week. If you're listening to the podcast on the week that it comes out, Black Friday is on Friday, November 26th, and I have got an awesome deal for you. My signature program, the Highly Sensitive and Soulful Membership, will be open for just a few days starting on Black Friday. I wasn't planning to reopen the membership until 2022. I only open the membership a few times a year. And so this is a big deal. I would love for you to get in on the membership if you're interested, if you're looking for that community of other highly sensitive souls, if you're looking for a place to really learn and grow and be with other people like you, this is the place to do it. It's really a learning community for highly sensitive people. And I'm obsessed. I love the people in it. I love creating exclusive content for members. It's my favorite place. So If this is interesting to you, definitely take advantage of this opportunity. Like I said, the doors will be open to the membership starting on 
Friday, November 26th, and it will be open for just a few days. Just a hot tip, if you're on the wait list, the membership wait list, there will be a special deal. Tap the link in the show notes to get on the membership wait list. If you're listening to this episode after the 26th, you can also click the link to join the membership. I am so excited to see you in there. The last type of boundaries I'm going to talk about is energetic boundaries. So this is huge for us sensitive souls because it's very easy for us to pick up on everyone else's energy and then have that impact us and kind of affect us. And if you're, if you are going to a holiday gathering this year and you're going to be around a lot of people, then it can be overwhelming. It can bring up a lot. And so I would highly recommend you going back to the energetic boundaries module in the membership and kind of listening to that audio portion. It's worth re-listening to because I go way more in depth there. And, And also I share practices for setting energetic boundaries. So I would Definitely say go back to that before before you, you know, enter into social situations. But in a nutshell, I always say it's about being intentional before you go into a space. So putting on that energetic shield, deciding what energy you're going to bring into the, into the space. I think it's really disempowering when we have the mindset of, I'm going to go into this room and everyone's going to overwhelm me and their energy is just so heavy and it always affects me. Like, that's a really disempowered and just doesn't feel good to go into a situation with that mindset. So I would encourage you always to be intentional about that type of energy that you're going to bring and be firm with that. And then set the, create the shield around you and be committed to holding that energy and then, you know, throughout the, the event, if you're starting to feel affected by people, make sure you take, take some space, maybe go into the bathroom, you do some deep breathing, you ground yourself. And then after the event, always a big fan of cord cutting. You guys know I have my cord cutting meditation. I think it's in, you'll see it, it's in the meditation library. Definitely practice that as needed afterwards. So just being mindful of your energetic boundaries and and making that part of your practice uh, as you go into the the holiday season. That's a lot of information about boundaries. I didn't realize I would talk on that for so long, but it's such a big one. The next thing I wanted to just briefly touch on was traveling and how we can like not let it completely affect us. I know everyone has different feelings around travel and how much they enjoy it, how comfortable they are with it, etc. Totally depends on the person. For some, you know, so I'm going to speak to the person where traveling might be a little bit challenging. Maybe you struggle with not sleeping in your own bed. Maybe being out of your routine totally throws you off and makes you anxious and you know, you're away from your own food and your comforts and all of that, that can be really ungrounding. I think across the board, a lot of times travel can feel really ungrounding. I love traveling personally, but it still does kind of mess with me after a while and it it throws me off almost always. My biggest advice personally is 
bring things with you that bring you comfort that can ground you into the into the moment. So like if there are things that are that make you feel safe and comfortable, like if having your specific foods makes you feel really good, then think ahead and you know, if you're doing a road trip, like make sure you have your healthy snacks so you're not eating the gas station food and then feeling crappy and anxious, you know, like plan these things out so you have your comforts with you. So there are aspects of normalcy that you are bringing with you. Another thing for me is like, I always like like a selenite crystal, like I just find it grounding. And so I always bring that with me and it brings me comfort knowing I have that with me. Um, maybe you like bringing your pillow because it you know it's comfy and it reminds you of home. Like have things with you that bring you comfort so that when you are out of your normal environment, you have some bits that make you feel safe and, and grounded. And also I would say be compassionate with yourself because oftentimes travel will throw you off your, your normal routine. Like if you've gotten good about meditating every day or you go for a run every day or whatever, and then you're away for travel, like sometimes it can be hard to continue with your normal practices. And then oftentimes it can bring up feelings of guilt, like, geez, I, I totally didn't stay committed and now I feel crappy and I'm a bad person. Like I'm saying this from experience because I've definitely struggled with that. So let it also be an opportunity for self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Know that it's temporary. It's not forever. You will get home. You will get back to your normal routine. But what can you enjoy about this experience now? Like maybe you're in a brand, in a new place and you're getting to explore a new area. Maybe it's, you know, your hometown and you can appreciate some of the the things about being back there and, and you know, the comfort that brings. Like, Try your best to be present with where you're at and find the things that are good about it instead of focusing on the ways that it's hard and and uncomfortable and all of that. All right, next, I want to talk about overstimulation and anxiety. This can kind of go hand in hand. So, Oh my gosh, (laughs) the holidays can be a very, very overstimulating, overwhelming time. There's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. I keep going back to the like holiday party theme, but because that's just for me personally, that brings up a lot. So it's like the overstimulation of being at a party and being with people can be a lot for a highly sensitive person. And Maybe you have a little bit of social anxiety and you get a little bit anxious going into these situations. I know that I do. Like, I love my in-laws. They're amazing and so sweet. And I've known them for years now, but I still sometimes get, like, kind of anxious before we go to our yearly Christmas party because I know that there's going to be a lot of, like, relatives and family friends that I'll have to chat with that I don't. I see probably once a year, maybe twice a year. And for me as an introvert, sometimes I can feel a little overwhelmed by small talk and having to, yeah, just having to like talk to all these people that I don't know very well. I'm sure many of you can relate to that where you just feel kind of anxious about it. And so that definitely comes up for me. And so I'm sharing this because I'm sure you can relate. And 
it's sometimes it's just part of the deal, isn't it? Like we're going to be in these situations that are going to be uncomfortable and maybe not like our ideal scenario. But again, we can survive the discomfort. And I think having practices that make us feel grounded, you know, meditating before we go to the party, um, excusing ourselves to go to the bathroom and, and just like take a breather. Also just like kind of finding ways to enjoy the moment, looking around and seeing the beautiful decorations, appreciating all of the wonderful smells and the love that's in the room, like trying to focus on the things that are really wonderful about the experience. That personally helps me, but also like preparing yourself ahead of time. So maybe you have a game plan with your significant other or just with yourself, depending on the situation where you decide, okay, I'm going to stay here for two hours and then we're going to leave at this time. And just like kind of knowing that the end goal and that it's not forever and (laughs) it's going to be okay and not judging yourself for maybe, you know, needing less social time, like not judging yourself for feeling guilty or like you're a bad person. Like it's okay to have different needs than other people. It's okay to need your alone time and it's okay that sometimes you feel overwhelmed and overstimulated. And I think the more that we honor that and show ourselves compassion through it, the more effective it is, the happier we feel and the better we're able to interact in these types of situations. So there's all types of overstimulation. Maybe also like for you that you get really overwhelmed when there's lots of people talking at once and the music is loud and there's all these smells and the lights are bright and you're in a different place and all of that. It can be overstimulating and overwhelming. So have your practices, have your things that make you feel safe. Maybe you bring your crystal in your pocket. Maybe you wear an essential oil that is really calming for you. Maybe you, again, escape to the bathroom. Maybe you take a breather outside. Have some go-to practices that ground you, make you feel safe. And another thing you can do too, if, if it makes you feel good, it's like driving separately. Like a lot of people like to do that. So they know that when they're ready to go, they can go and they're not trapped. Sometimes that feeling of like being, being like quote unquote trapped can be very anxiety inducing. So always kind of having like a plan and some strategies to help you are, it's huge. It's really, really good for us. And now like talking more about the anxiety piece of it, like, oh my gosh, I think a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves during the holidays because we're comparing ourselves to others a lot of times. Like you see these perfectly decorated homes on Instagram and Pinterest, and then you feel bad because your house doesn't look like that. And so you feel this pressure to like go out and buy all these decorations and make everything look perfect. And, and then feeling anxious about it, like you're falling short. So I think a lot of times comparison really dims the joy that's available to us. It takes away the enjoyment of the moment. I can't tell you how many times I've been feeling good about like, I'll just bring the house example, like my house, like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. I love it. And then all of a sudden I'll like look online and see something that looks way better. And I'm like, oh, mine sucks. (laughs) Like, that's so depressing. So I think having a filter about those things, like if you know that there are 
maybe some like pages that feel triggering to you. Maybe you just hide it because you don't need to look at it and make yourself feel bad. Or you can flip it and say, wow, I'm really happy for them. And I'm happy for me. Look at this beautiful space that I have created. I just think that we compare too much. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect instead of just really being kind and compassionate with where we're at and and what we're doing. And on that note too, I think having a gratitude list is really helpful because it can be easy to pay attention to the things that we're lacking and that we wish we had. And that again, robs us of joy in the current moment. So if feeling grateful is something that you struggle with, then I would really, really recommend starting a gratitude list. I think people underestimate the the power of that, but when you get into the practice of looking at the things that you're grateful for and really acknowledging it and feeling it, you will see the power of, of that practice. I also, like I said, think we put too much pressure on ourselves and have like these crazy high expectations and push ourselves way harder than we need to. When you're feeling that pressure, when you're noticing that you're feeling anxious more than you're feeling happy and you're not even able to like enjoy the present moment because you're so worried about all of the things that you need to do, I want you to really look at where you can simplify things. I know that I say that a lot, but I think it's really important, especially for highly sensitive people, because we can get overwhelmed so easily. And so when we have like this massive to-do list and we're like, putting all this pressure on ourselves, maybe to make all of these homemade gifts and get, you know, send these perfect Christmas cards out right on time, like pump the brakes. If it is giving you anxiety, if it's making you unhappy, it is not worth it. It's not worth your mental health just to kind of show this like perfect appearance. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So I want you to remember in those moments that simplification is always an option and look at where you can take the pressure off yourself. How can you make it easier on yourself? And of course, I also acknowledge that like there are things that we have to do. If you have kids, you know, you got to buy them the Christmas presents. You got to buy, you got to get the house decorated, whatever. Like there are all of these to do's. And so one of my favorite things to do is ask myself, how can I let this be fun? How can I let this be easy and how can I let this be fun? How can I make my trip to the, sh- the mall a good time? Maybe I, I grab myself a hot chocolate, I play my Christmas music, I make a game out of it, I enjoy the fact that I'm able to afford to buy gifts for people, like trying your best to make it fun, make it feel a little bit lighter and easier. I think we just... We just can put make the stakes so high. I'm so guilty of this. So I say this because I always need the reminder. I think we just make things harder than they need to be sometimes. And I think sometimes just simply shifting our mindset and looking at the reasons that it can be fun and enjoyable, it makes a world of difference. <sighs> so lots here, you guys. The last thing I want to touch on and really acknowledge is... The feelings of loneliness and grief that may come up during the holidays for people. Maybe you recently lost someone and this is your first holiday without them. Maybe you 
just went through a breakup or a divorce and the holidays are a really painful reminder. Maybe, you know, maybe this is the first one where you're away from home. You moved away from home and you don't get to see your family this year or it looks different. I want to send you so much love and and peace if you are feeling this way. And I want you to remember to be very gentle with yourself and to acknowledge that your feelings are so valid. Loneliness is hard. I remember the first year I moved away to California and I had to spend um, Thanksgiving by myself. And I remember my parents were able to come for Christmas, but they had to leave early. And I remember just crying, like sobbing and feeling so alone in that experience. And so I can feel that and I know it's really uncomfortable and really, really hard. And though I can't say I've experienced the grief of losing a family member, my greatest grief I've experienced was having a miscarriage, which was really hard, but I have people close to me in my life who have lost very significant close family members and I've seen just how hard that is, how how it can really weigh on you. And so you know, things I've seen help in those situations are having like a memorial of sorts, like having, maybe you have their picture out or you do one of the traditions that they always loved, if that makes you feel good. Maybe you have a trusted friend that you can talk to and just share the way that you're feeling. I think always sharing how, where we're at and being able to talk openly and honestly is like really important and really, really healing. And and not feeling like you have to bottle it up or put on a happy face. Like, it's okay if you're having a hard time. And I don't want you to feel like you have to hide that to appease others or anything like that. The holidays can bring up a lot of big feelings for people. And if it is something that's feeling unmanageable, I always recommend like seeking professional support, working with a therapist, having somebody help you through Um, and support your mental health. Like, that's so important. So, yes, so much comes up for us around the holidays. It's a loaded time, but it's a time where there's so much opportunity for joy and (laughs) connection and beauty. Like, there are so many gifts available to us, and we have so much to be grateful for. And on the flip side of that, like, I just always want to say to even if, you know, even if you do have a lot to be grateful for, it's also okay to have things that are hard for you and that doesn't make you a bad person. Like, we're all in this together. We all have our own journey and our own experiences. And so I hope from this audio, you've gotten something that helps you, that helps you make this holiday season feel just a little bit better and a little bit more manageable. And just know I've got your back. And if anything ever comes up, my door is always open, so to speak. Feel free to send me a message or an email. I am always here to support you guys. And I also just want to say I'm like so grateful for you. Like, thank you so much for being part of this beautiful community and sharing your hearts and just being so open and loving. I'm like so, so grateful. So I can't wait to hear what you all think of this and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. 
sending you all the love. Talk soon.